Hi, my name is Paul Lustrum, and I am the podcaster of Skyrocket to Success. And today I have the privilege to have Matt McWilliams on the podcast. So, Matt, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Paul. Great to be here. Oh, it's my pleasure. And so I just read your book, Turn Your Passions into Profits. And what a great testimony to what, what your mm. your path has been and also um kind of your journey and and it, it didn't take the original course that you thought originally so no. um <laughs> why don't you just introduce a little bit and tell a little bit about us about about yourself and uh yeah kind of goes ago yeah i think it's true for a lot of people you know life did not take the course that i i thought it would you know would take at all uh, the original line in the book uh, was a line from the the Grateful Dead song "Truckin'" that says, "What a long, strange trip it's been," you know. And and uh, unfortunately, uh, when you try to include song lyrics in your books, uh, it, it can be a little difficult sometimes, especially with an old song. So we decided to pull that out. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's true. Like I mean, like so many kids, I never I never grew up thinking, okay, I'm going to get into internet marketing when I'm when I grew up. The internet was kind of this like. I sort of heard about it when I got the high school type thing. You know, I got my first email account my uh, first day of my freshman year of college. You know, so I'm old enough to remember, you know, things like when caller ID was invented. I am old enough to remember, you know, what was it? Star six, seven, when you like call the number back or whatever it was, or star 69 or whatever it was. I'm old enough to remember having to dial in to your voicemail. I'm old enough to remember that, you know, we didn't have texting. And when you left the house, you became unreachable, completely unreachable for hours or even days at a time. You know, like I remember these things. I remember pay phones and all these things. So, of course, I never dreamed that I would get into something like this. But in the early 2000s, I, I you know, I was teaching these golf schools with my dad. And, and yeah, yeah, I tell the story in the book, but. I was teaching these golf schools with my dad and, you know, I was still living with my mom, paying her 250 bucks a, you know, a, a month in rent. And we would do these golf schools and on a weekend we'd have like three, four students come and, you know, my dad and I would split six to $8,000 and, you know, at the age of 22, making $3,000, $4,000 in a weekend is unreal. You know, 20, 20 to 22 hours of work and I make 3000 to $4,000. It was amazing. But I was like, dad, what if we had, could we handle eight students in a weekend? He's like, sure, but that's never going to happen. There's not the demand for that. And I said, well, I don't know, dad, there's this thing called Google. And he's like, Google. What? <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, like today we say, yeah, Google that. Like we hear the word and nothing weird about that word pops in our mind. Right. But can you remember what it was like in like 2002, 2001, Google? What a stupid word if you really think about it, right? And, and so I got, he's like, I don't even know what that means. You know, my dad ended up passing away in 2005, never owned a cell phone, never got on the internet a day in his life, never sent an email, never got, you know, never heard of social media, none of that stuff. But I got on Google and I started running ads. And, you know, back then people basically either came to my, came to our site and they had two choices. They either gave us $2,000 or they left. You know, today we teach, I talk about this in the book. You got to build an email list. You got to get people to subscribe. You got to get them, you know, you want to nurture them over time and develop a relationship with them. But back then you had two choices, pay $2,000 or leave. But about once a day, somebody would choose 
the first option. They'd pay $2,000 and we'd have 200 people come to the website. 199 of them would never do a thing. And I'd get one of them to pay $2,000. And we started making a lot of money. And in fact, you know, because I wasn't really paying much to live, you know, I lived way below my means. Uh, thankfully, I wasn't a total idiot when it came to spending money. Um, you know, I, I, I made a lot of money and it was worth a lot of money at the age of 22. And then all of a sudden the 22 year old me kicked in and I was an idiot and I started, you know, buying things I probably shouldn't have bought. But at the time it was amazing. And I, and I fell in love with the marketing side of it, Paul. This was the thing for me is I fell in love with the marketing. If I tweak this thing and now I can, I can, instead of taking 200 visitors to get, you know, $2,000, we only needed 160. That meant that we made 20% more money. And if I could take, you know, if I could convert one extra person every two weeks, that was $26,000 a year in my pocket, which was basically what I should have been making for an entire year, you know, at that age, uh, back in the early 2000s. And so, but I fell in love with the marketing and I fell in love with persuasion and influence and, and just all the things that go with marketing. Um, I just, I became a student and I loved every little aspect of it. And so that was kind of, again, that's like the 20 years ago part, but that was where I fell in love with marketing. And then the second part to that story is I hated teaching golf. I hated it. And I remember very vividly, a lady showed up one day, my best friend and I, we grew up telling each other, we were not going to be like those guys who grow up playing golf, who end up, you know, giving up on their dream. Like we always, I always thought I was going to play professional golf. You know, I went to college, I went to University of Tennessee. I was, you know, one of the top 20, 25 players in the country in, you know, division one golf. Uh, I did turn professional, but never made it past what was then, I didn't know what it was, was the web.com tour when I joined it. It changed names like three times. It's kind of the second tour. It's now the Corn Ferry tour, you know, still to this day, I don't know what Corn Ferry is. No idea. I think they're a consultancy. I have no idea. No clue. Doesn't matter. And uh, sure enough, we joked that we were never going to grow up to be those players that, you know, are those types of players who grew up to teach old ladies in purple sweaters how to play golf. <laughs> so after about a year of doing really well with this golf school, sure enough, a seven, a, a sweetest old lady in the world, I would adopt her as my grandmother if I could, wearing a lavender sweater showed up. And I went, oh my gosh, this is the end for me. You know, I have basically, I'm doing what I said I would never do. And I took a little, my little flip phone, like 0.2 megapixel phone. I sent it to my friend Hunter that I grew up with that we said, we never teach old ladies in purple sweaters. And all I said was kill me now. And, you know, you know, this Paul. like if you're a good female friend, your good female friends will write back and say, oh, sweetie, I'm so sorry. They will bring a casserole over. They will fly across the country, hold your hand and hold your head while you cry. But like a good male friend, Hunter just responded back and said, ha ha, sucks to be you. Um, that was the beginning of the end. Thankfully, a few months later, my dad fired me because he realized I hated doing what I was doing and it showed. And uh, so I became a full-time internet marketer from that moment forward. <laughs> That's awesome. So now you've turned things around remarkably. I just looked on your uh, listing for your book on Amazon, turn your passions in, your your passions into profits. Mm -hmm. And it's it's still in the top 200 in starting a business and you're 300 in e-commerce professional. And, you know, I just have to, to say you, you've done a respectable job in, in marketing your book, but you said in your book that things really turned around. And I wanted to, to talk to 
to you, not just specifically about your marketing expertise and and all of your your analytical and technical skills, because mm-hmm. you're, you're a master at really dialing things in. But I wanted to ask you about a little bit about your personal journey and how your faith in God has made such a difference and how important family is. I mean, one of the things that really spoke to me was was that story that you told about, you know, tucking your kids in goodnight. Do you want to mm-hmm. recount that story and, and kind of what epiphany yeah. came out of that? Well, I mean, to answer the other question, I mean, uh, we've set our business up in a way that revolves around our family. You know, like, again, these are things I never would have thought 25 years ago. But our priorities now, like, I am not going to miss one of our kids' soccer games. Uh, unless, like yesterday, I missed both of my son's games because I took my daughter to a complete, you know, we were four hours apart. Uh, you know, we were in completely different, sometimes we're in different States, you know, our, our son will be two hours away in South Bend. Our daughter will be in Cincinnati, you know, for a turn. like I, I will miss games for that, but otherwise we're always going to be there. You know, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not going to miss them. You know, we're, I'm going to take them to practice. I'm going to be here to practice with them. I'm going to be, I, I do, you know, our daughter has to do physical therapy for her knee and like, I'm going to help her with that. And all those types of things, like that's a priority, not just because, you know, it's not even just because it's, you know, for them, it's, it's fun. You know, I enjoy it. I enjoy, like I drove two hours yesterday. I I literally had my daughter for seven hours, just the two of us. You know, we drove two hours down. She warmed up, she played her game, went to lunch after we drove back. We took our time. Like normally, you know, I'll admit it. I'm not, I'm not like a speed demon, but I'll drive about seven miles over the speed. Like I drove about two miles over the speed limit the whole way back just to get that extra 10 minutes with her, you know, um, that's a priority. So our business functions around that. Like I'm done at 445 Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday every week right now. Cause our kids have soccer practice at 530. So 445, like, I don't care what it is. I'm done. You know, we will not schedule anything after four. It's just not going to happen. And so for me, that that's to me, the importance of family, it manifests itself in the business because it's, it's family first. And we say that sometimes, but are we really showing that in how we prioritize different things? Does that mean that on occasion, you know, something comes up and we make a conscious choice that what's best for our family is for me to have this call at five o'clock and, you know, my wife takes him to practice. Absolutely. Does that happen? Very often, no, probably once a quarter, you know, Um, but there are some non-negotiables around that. And one of them is, you know, like I'm going to be here for my kid's bedtime. And you can say, well, your kids, I mean, they got to grow up eventually. Yeah, I do. I understand that. And sometimes our daughter goes and stays over with friends and I'm not there. But when they're home, like I'm going to be here, I'm going to give them a hug and a kiss goodnight. Uh, I mean, we never travel, of course not, but. Um, that's just, that's my priority. I'm not, I don't judge anybody who sure. doesn't have the same priorities. I just have that priority. Right. So yeah, the, the, the story you're talking about was, uh, had a, you well, know, you're, you, you are also talking about the fact that in your, your book, you talked about that it was a struggle to get started and there was a path that you're going down that didn't yeah. seem as lucrative as something else because people were demanding something from you mm-hmm. an expertise that really wasn't in the marketplace yet. So you've become a thought leader in an area that you've become an expert in. But there is a time that you, I'll recount a little bit to set the stage for you, is that you're tucking your kids into bed and you read them a a Bible bedtime story Mm -hmm. and you were just having a really 
nice night peaceful. like you always do so peaceful right. like because they're kids you know she's four years older than him so sometimes <coughs> sometimes they'll fight all right so let me reset um, the stage yeah so matt you're t- telling your bedtime story or reading the bedtime story to your kids and you went downstairs and you're midway down the stairs and you stopped and there was just this like epiphany yeah. of a realization of what had just weird. happened in your life. Yeah. It hit me like a ton of bricks. I just, you know, I have flashback about two, three weeks before I'd worked with a, a client of ours named Dana Abraham. And Dana has a course called calm the chaos, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's a parenting course, you know, all about chaotic situations, you know, a chaotic home life. And, you know, we, helped her go from about $125,000 launch to over 300,000. If I remember the numbers correctly, we, she, she sold almost three times as many courses as she'd ever sold. And that's great. Like my first thought as an entrepreneur, Paul, is I helped all these affiliates make more money. All we helped one affiliate go from zero sales to 17 sales. Another who had a goal of five made over 30. We helped their top affiliate go from like 20 sales to 50 sales. And you start adding these up and you know, and it's an extra hundreds of extra sales. And I'm like, man, that's awesome. I helped Dana make a lot more money. This is going to be a catalyst for her business. And it was, I helped these affiliates make, you know, again, $5,000 more, $10,000 more. That's amazing. Like for some of them, they made more in a month than they had made in the previous year from their business. And I'm thinking that's who I helped as these entrepreneurs. And I was standing on the stairs and I mean, had this amazing bedtime. And I just went, it was like, it was weird. Cause I was not, I just, my mind just went there for some reason. I was like, Oh my gosh, there are hundreds of other parents having this same experience tonight because I helped some affiliates. Like all I did was share my expertise. I helped these affiliates. I coached them. I helped them sell more. You don't think marketing is a noble profession. Well, it was a pretty noble profession in this case. Sometimes it can be an unnoble profession if you use it wrong, just like anything can. And it just hit me and I went, oh my gosh. I helped all these families have a more peaceful night tonight and tomorrow night and the next night and for years to come because I taught some people marketing. I helped run an affiliate program. When I talked about running an affiliate program, it's typically in the context of make more money, you know, do this, do that, right? Live a better life, not help families be more peaceful. And I just thought that it was like a really cool experience. It was like this epiphany of like, Okay, you will the impact that you can have on you know other people is far beyond anything you could have possibly imagined. That's awesome. You know, Matt, it seems like marketing, and I've spent 40 years in marketing and and advertising. And you know, everybody wants the secret code. They they want the formula for success. But the, mm. the thing that that I think is is so impactful is how you've driven your purpose into helping others. And it's, you know, we work together as you're you're my mentor. I can ask you questions a couple of times a month. I mean, I value your input and because, you know, a lot of things are happening in in my life and you're helping with that. Mm. But, but can you indicate to us kind of what, what you would feel is the best way to get for somebody to get started? I mean, the, you got to start with I mean, who do you serve? You know, mm-hmm. if you if you look at the book, I mean, step one, clarify who you help, right? Who who do you help? 
I mean, that that's the starting point, you know? And, and so it starts with just identifying, you know, the whole, if you look at the book, for example, the title is turn your passions into profit, not turn your ideas into profit, not turn your inventions into profit, turn your passions into profits. And, and so there's a difference there. You know, there's a difference there. There are many things I can make a lot of money at. My, my daughter and I were talking about this last night, actually. And she, she said something along the lines, because she was like, well, if I don't become a veterinarian, that's what she's always wanted to be. And I think she will be. She's like, I could be an architect. I really enjoy building things. She's like, or I could become a hair designer or a hair, uh, a hair stylist or an artist. 